Hey, sci-fi fans. This is Sean Ashmore from the X-Men films. You may know me as Bobby Drake, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. This episode brought to you by Michael Crate and James Husband. Special love goes out to Lee Kemp, who manages our Facebook page. If you like what you're hearing here on the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way. And by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today. Audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Engage. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, where we serve up interviews, news, and our view on the world of science fiction. Come, grab a chair, and enjoy the conversations. I'd say we've got an unexpected guest. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. Yes, who's coming to dinner? Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. I'm Chrissy Raffensperger. And tonight is just us three, the other uh, two, uh, one's not feeling well and the other one had other obligations. So that would be uh, Dave had other obligations, M's not feeling well tonight. Uh, but we are excited tonight because we have a show where we get to talk about what is going on in the world of science fiction. So it's going to be an exciting show. Miles, what in the heck is going on in the show tonight? What are we going to be talking well- about? We're going to talk about what's going on in our sci-fi world. Uh, we got some exciting news about upcoming uh, short trek, uh, and we'll talk about what we think of Robert Pattinson an announcement that he's the new Batman. We have um, some news to talk about uh, uh, Solo Two and uh, Dark Phoenix, and uh, I believe you said something possibly about. Uh, Matrix 4? Matrix 4 and Stranger Things 3 is dropping in just a week, and so we're excited about that. Absolutely. We are. Yeah, so that's going to be exciting times. So awesome. So we have a lot of different ground to cover tonight. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an exciting time, and I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts and to hear your thoughts as listeners. And as always, you can share your thoughts by just going to our Facebook page, and we will uh, share them on the show. Uh, in response to what we're talking about in the podcast. Well, very good. Well, before we actually uh, get into our uh, sci-fi world, what did you guys think of the Ethan Peck and Aaron Ashmore's interviews that we just dropped? Because you guys weren't a part of that. Maybe you didn't listen to him, Chrissy, but uh, um, I know that, Miles, you listened at least to the Ethan Peck one. Yeah, I had a chance to listen to the Ethan Peck one, and I wish it could have been better been there for i i really appreciated what he he did for playing young young spock and in, in discovery and i could tell he enjoyed himself uh tremendously doing it um so i, I it was it, i enjoyed the, just listening to the conversation between the two the three of you um so and i'm, I'm looking forward to even more to meeting him at uh Shirley. oh yeah absolutely and you said you didn't get a chance to listen to the aaron ashmore one yet uh, no, no, I haven't. Not yet. Yeah, it's 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 also a very good. Both of them gave twenty five minute interviews. They were both phenomenal. Chrissy, Fantastic. did you get a chance to listen to any of them yet? Um, no, I have been tackling my garden. 
there's nothing wrong with tackling your gardening. I just thought I'd check in. So, well, yeah. with that being said, why don't we jump into uh, what's going on in our sci-fi world? And Chrissy, besides tackling a garden, what is going on in your sci-fi world? Well, I'm now entering season three of Babylon 5. Yeah, so, Jim Arrow would be proud. Yes, yeah, so the Organs of the Shadows is gearing up. They're starting to assemble additional allies. Um, and I really like how, even though, you know, the main villain right now is the Shadows, they still have the whole plot that's going on back home on Earth, between Earth and Mars, what's going on with the Psycops and Psycor, and, you know, the xenophobia against aliens, which, of course, reflects, you know, current politics today. And so I like how all the stories are woven together, but not necessarily dependent on each other, and it just has a lot of, it feels like a very well-fleshed-out world. So I really am very impressed with the world building of Babylon 5 um, and also the character development. I feel like each character is really getting a good character arc, like Londo finally figuring out, you know, gee, maybe these people I've been dealing with aren't that great. So I've, I've really been enjoying it, taking my time digesting it. I'm not just, you know, marathoning it the whole way. Um, the other thing that is going on is particularly in the world of Warcraft. I have a shower just dropped today. Ooh, I'm surprised you're on the podcast tonight. Well, I I just um, finished going through the Naga Zone, and I'm in the process of going through the Mecca Gnome Zone. So if you love any all things Naga, then you should get back on. Um, if you like gnomes, especially mechanical gnomes, you should get back on. And... <laughs> Next week, Shadowbringers for Final Fantasy XIV is dropping. So I've been, so I got back on Final Fantasy XIV, was gearing up my healer. So my raw, I usually do healing on her, but um, DPS was a little bit of a requirement for some of the quests. So I had to switch my scholar over to a summoner temporarily. It's a good thing those two level together, otherwise I would have been screwed. Um, so that's for the most part what's been going on in my geek world. Awesome. Awesome. Now, so World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy games that you play. Miles, are you playing any computer games right now? I am not. You are not. I don't that's have the not. time. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm playing Pokemon, the trading card game online, and League of Legends. Those are the two that I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> My son just got into a game called Shapes and Beats, and it literally sounds what it is. I mean, it's uh, there's these demon monsters, and they're throwing out shapes, and there's this techno-type music playing in the background. You're this little square that's trying to avoid different things. It's very interesting, and he's played it like two or three times since he's gotten it. He just, I mean, he's beaten the game two or three times. He just loves it. So, oh. but, so it's on Steam if you're interested, Shapes and Beats. But, All right. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, uh, which by the way, I got to give a plug out. If you don't listen to the ends of the episode, if you listen to the end of the episode, the music at the end of the episodes are, is music that Kiefer is creating. Awesome. So, yeah. So it's his music at the end of the episodes. If you stay to the end. So 
Oh, okay, good for him. Yeah, yeah. So, Miles, what's going on in your sci-fi world? No video games, but there's other stuff that's going on that's just as exciting. Yes. So, I'm watching the 100 on CW. Uh, Agents of Shield com- has is back. I think they've dropped up two episodes so far. Uh, Jessica Jones is back on Netflix, and uh, I thought, you know, I'll just watch one episode. Oh, this was Saturday when I, I ended up watching three. It's just a very binge-worthy show. Uh, she's still, she's a great detective, uh, but she still makes bad life choices. Uh, not, nothing has changed, but uh, so this will be a last season of Jessica Jones, at least on Netflix. Um, it may, maybe they'll bring it back on when, when uh, Marvel has it and Disney have their streaming channel. I did watch that movie, Replicas, with Keanu Reeves. I rented it out of a red box, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I only paid like a dollar fifty or whatever for it. Um, yeah, there was uh, there's a reason why it wasn't in theaters that long. I, I and I wanted to see it because it explored cloning, explored consciousness transfer into robots, and uh, yeah, it wasn't that great. Uh, yeah. I, I rewatched uh, Aquaman. Uh, with some friends, um, I loved it the first time. Loved it the second time. I even I bought the soundtrack when it, when it, when it first came out. So I, if you never saw Aquaman yet, DC has figured out how to make good live action movies. Finally, uh, now. finally, but uh, but Aquaman is definitely one of them. Yeah. I finished reading uh, the Captain's Oath today with Christopher Bennett. Fortunately, it was it was a good long book. I like you know it was like over 400 pages, so it took me a little while to finish. Um, and I just bought on Amazon out of time the dream traveler book one from Ernesto H Lee it's a tra- it's a time travel novel of course so that'll keep me keep me going for a little while yeah yeah well that's awesome i have yet to watch aquaman so i'm excited about seeing aquaman uh but it, so it's on my watch list just it's not quite not quite there yet mm-hmm. so I, I think you'll like it oh i think i will too i think i will too mm-hmm. Um, and replicas I saw had come out in theaters, but is not that um, not that exciting of a show for me. It didn't uh, didn't really grab me. But mm-hmm. I, I I have a question about 100. What season are the end for the 100? Oh, the, well, you know the CW. I mean, they'll keep keep a show going for forever. It seems. I, I think they're in season five or okay. six now, and now they've. Um, Earth is finally incapable of uh, supporting life. So th- there's a, a storyline last season where there was this other ship that nobody knew about. It was like a prison ship, but um, they, they, whatever's left of humanity was able to grab this ship. It had cryo beds or whatever, and they actually found a planet that that, that would be habitable. It only took 100 years to get there, so... Um, so now, now the story is them that they found they found this planet. But there was other humans living there that that made the trek uh, a while ago, and so it's, you know, you know, humans making questionable choices to survive, which it make, makes for good storytelling, and so that's still the theme in uh, in this season. Okay, all right, um, and I did have one other question about uh, about replicas. Why did you feel after watching it with Redbox? Why did you feel this movie failed for you or didn't carry its weight? I thought the themes it explored was interesting. I mean, when you talk about cloning or consciousness transfer, it just 
the storytelling just seemed kind of um, well, I'm just gonna say it seemed kind of half-assed. Uh, just it, it was kind of lazy storytelling. After there's a scene, and it's it's in the trailer, so it's not I'm not not giving away any spoilers. Keanu Reeves tells his wife, he says, "You and the kids died, and um, I brought you back," and she doesn't have a problem with that. It's like, oh, okay, you know, it's like she doesn't have any kind of existential crisis. It's like, you know, you did what? You know, it's, it, it's, it's like she, she helps them. And it's like, it's like, it's no big deal for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that, that, that seemed very implausible to me um, when they did that. So I was disappointed because I, 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 I saw what, the, what, what kind of questions they were asking and exploring. I thought this could be interesting, but it just was kind of half-assed how they did it. Hmm. Very good. Well, I'm glad that you took one for the team here. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. So in my sci-fi world, I am still going through Naruto. Uh, We are in season four and uh, are still excited about that. We watch a couple episodes a day sometimes. Uh, Sometimes we watch none. Sometimes we watch three or four, but really enjoying uh, working through it. Um, And I just watched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse. Oh, cool. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a very enjoyable watch. Kiefer and I both enjoyed it. I loved the various Spider-Men that were in it. It was very well done. Yeah, very well done. uh, I'll have to check it out. Okay. You didn't see it. Did you see it, Chrissy? No, but I've heard such good things about it. I've heard that it actually does, like, a better job than the other Spider-Men movies so it's it's really it's really good and uh it's very intentional in how it puts stuff together and uh yeah i mean i really i really i really did enjoy it the music's great has a good soundtrack to it and yeah it's good so i'd recommend seeing it so we rented it for like i don't know a couple bucks on itunes and watched it but Kiefer and I. So, um, you know what? Maybe, maybe when I'm done clearing out the, the hill and I'm exhausted and just want to, <laughs> you know, relax, I'll watch it. There sometime. you go. There you go. Yeah. It'd be per- perfect way to do that. Will, you know, I'm done with Babylon Five. I don't want to think. Right, right. There you go. Because Babylon Five has asked you to think too much. Spidey verse. So, yeah. Sometimes you need what I call popcorn for the brain. You just exactly. need to watch something that doesn't make you think. Speaking just- of popcorn for the brain. Let me talk about the John Wick movies. Now, I know that John Wick's not really science fiction, uh, but it has it, 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 it plays into this. I don't know. There's a lot of science fiction people I feel that like John Wick, I guess because of the spy fi type thriller type aspect of it. So I spent a couple days watching all three John Wick movies. So Keanu Reeves fabulous this is a this is a movie that you turn your brain off and the casualty count is very very high and if you want to see keanu reeves kick butt and take names for basically an hour and a half this is a movie for you um and he does so basically because someone stole his car and killed his dog uh that's simplifying it a little bit but this is the premise for all three movies 
So basically, you know what? If someone stole my car and killed my cats, I would probably have the same reaction. Right, 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 right. Seriously, well, that's his reaction, and it's uh, the best part about it is once movie two and three hits, he's working alongside of Lawrence Fishburne. So Morpheus. So I'm gonna have to watch these. I've heard, you know, I've heard a bunch of people talk about how great they are. Yeah, and, and they are. It is. You know what they remind me of? They remind me of. Um, Oh man! Like they're, they're almost like the Expendables. If you ever, we, if you did, you watch Expendables, Miles? Oh yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love the yeah. Expendables. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. watching Expendables? This is what it is. It's just now not old guys in this case, but you know you don't watch his movies because of the deep plot and social commentary. Well, you aren't doing, yeah, you aren't doing that with John Wick, um, but it is. It's just nonstop action and it's mindless entertainment. And uh, we, and, we need that. and 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 how many ways can some how, how can you kill someone? Well, they're experimenting with that in here. <laughs> so, and I won't tell you any, but there are some very unique ways. If you're going to watch it, very unique ways of taking someone out. So anyway, and there's a there's a John Wick four apparently that he's in the making. It's kind of like Keanu Reeves as his best in my opinion. But so, and then the only other thing going on in my sci-fi world is I'm currently, or I'm rereading The Martian with Kiefer, which is absolutely phenomenal, but um, I am reading a book called Outland, not Outlander, Outland. Um, and this book basically has a premise that these college students in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, develop this device that allows them to connect to parallel earths oh um, um and it, but but parallel earths can only come into existence when a cataclysmic event has happened right uh that allows it the uh, the time stream to diverge it's kind of the premise of it so but alongside while this is happening what's happening in the current timeline is yellowstone is becoming a super volcano and is destroying infrastructure in the entire United States. So they're developing this and actually begin to cross over and play in this land they call Outland um, as this is happening. And then it explodes, and then they save as many people as they know they can. And it's this this whole dilemma, and there's some criminals that are kind of in Outland that have gotten across, um, and the government's going to kind of get involved and somehow. So it's just a ton of different facets to it um the characters i'm used to reading james essay Corey novels and the characters aren't developed quite as deeply but the plot's interesting enough that i continue to tune in this is an audio uh um, i'm listening to it through audiobook but you can buy the book it's on audible and it's uh the mo- the book's just called outland so mm-hmm. so i actually forget who put it out i can look it up real quick but if you just look up outland and don't pick, pick that instead of outlander yeah, it should should get you there. So. Yeah, I'm looking at Amazon. Dennis Taylor is that is that the author? Uh, On uh, Audible. Uh, not Outlander. I don't want Outland. I want Outland. See, everyone. I typed in Outland. I got everything was like Outlander. Oh, I can't. Okay, if you if you read Outlander, you're going to get a very different book. <laughs> It'll be different. Um, there was a film yeah, called Outland, but that's not what I'm looking for. Outland book here, uh, but I'm, yeah. I assume that I assume that you're right. If it's but Dennis E. Taylor, 
Yes. Yeah. I see it. It looks interesting. Yeah. It's a four out of five stars and good read for all that, you know, for whatever that means. So mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, uh, and it's apparently a multi-volume book. Um, and I don't know how many are out, but and maybe this is the first one. Uh, he also wrote, we are Legion. We are Bob, which I remember seeing that out. So he's done it, uh, a bunch of others out, but this might be the only one that's out right now. So I might have to check this out. Yeah. So anyways, I've, it was recommended on, on Audible, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So, And I'm liking it overall. All right. Well, why don't we get into some news here? Uh, Miles, why don't you start us off with this first one, starting uh, starring our uh, favorite Vulcan. Yes. So since, since Discovery 2 aired, there's been lots of buzz because fans, and like myself, have just Loved uh, Anson Mount's uh, Captain Pike, uh, Ethan Peck's uh, Spock, and Rebecca Romaine's uh, uh, number one. Um, we're like, well, this is great. Why don't we have it? Why don't we have a, um, a spinoff series? Well, I can't announce that, but I, well, I can announce that um, there is a Star Trek short treks that's going to have Ethan Peck and Rebecca Romaine coming um, when they start putting the short treks out. So I'm just going to read a, a paragraph from this article. Uh, there's a picture on social media with um, director Mark uh, Pellington with uh, Ethan Peck and Rick Romain. He uh, qu- quietly posted uh, some pictures that, that I believe went on Twitter. On Twitter, um, And th- the uh, episode will be called Chaos Theory. So An- Anson Mount is not in the picture, so they don't, don't know if, uh, if, if he's going to be in this short trek. And these, these short treks are like less than 15 minutes long, so it could be it could be just uh, Peck and Romaine in this, but yeah, so we'll be getting a short trek with them, which I think is very exciting. Yeah, oh, I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, did you watch the other shorts that were out? Yes, I did. We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Chrissy, you didn't watch any Discovery, did you? No, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the one like you had like pay a subscription or something for. Yeah, watching yeah, absolutely. It. And I was just like, you know what? I have enough going on in my life right now. Yeah, I don't need I to do it. Wait. Yeah. Well, I was like, I'm going to pay a subscription, you know. Yeah. That's money I can pay for my cat toys. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> or, yeah. or, you know, a movie theater. And yeah. so. Well, very good. Well, awesome. Um, so we have that to look forward to. Any word on when they're going to drop? And maybe you did say this. I just missed it. Uh, I didn't see a date when it's going to drop. It hasn't been announced. All right. Well, we have something. So, to- some trek to look forward to. Yeah, I, I suspect they'll probably be in the in the fall of this year. That's what they did last year when they um, started uh, the short treks. They they started putting them, you know, out in the fall up until when uh, Discovery came on. Awesome. Well, very good. Well, it is nice to hear that Trek is still going strong. We're in that card movie coming out. Yeah, okay, that yeah TV series with cards. Oh, TV series. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it was a movie. No movies at this point. So I'm just I'm just gonna keep saying Star Trek movie and then like eventually I think TV exec is gonna hear it and then be like, Yeah. Right, right, right. Subliminal uh, messaging. If you do it long <laughs> enough, you'll eventually be right. Exactly. So, so 
We can hope. Yeah, we can. Well, let's talk a little bit about Stranger 3 coming out, and I'll let you kind of introduce us here, but why don't I start uh, by playing the Stranger 3, Things 3 trailer, and then we'll have you uh, talk a little bit about when it's coming out and what you're looking forward to this season. All right. At least someone's happy I'm home. Just a dream. You're dreaming. children are you friends with? All right. So uh, take it away, Chrissy. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're looking forward to this season. What do you think of this trailer, etc.? Well, I've been watching the Stranger 3 trailers kind of like the whole way leading up to it. So I was actually really excited. Um, it's actually pretty excited that I was dropping in the summer because I typically have a little bit more time. Um, in the summer, so I'll be able to actually probably binge watch it, especially since it's happening on July 4th. So it's dropping next week. So everyone's going to have a nice holiday weekend. So we're all going to binge watch it and refrain from spoilers until at least July 5th. Please. Um, <laughs> so I, I am looking forward to seeing you know, the final development of 
11, um, seeing if we get to see any more of her, um, wasn't exactly her sister, but, you know, see if there are other people who are like her coming in, or not they finally address what happened to Barb, who, of course, knew died horribly in season one and season two came out and everyone was just like oh yeah what happened to Barb? Yeah, she'll come around eventually like it was almost like she didn't die or like people forgot about it so that was kind of like a little bit um kind of a hole that the writers seem to overlook so that's what I'm really these are things that I'm looking forward to of course the you know ongoing relationships between the kids. I really, really liked um oh goodness gracious, this is name starts mentoring the terrible names. The older one. Miles, do you know the older one's name? Um the the the, the one that everyone thinks it was a total a- asshole at first and then he was so cute. Was he the was he the boyfriend or? They're both kind of the boyfriend. If you think about it. Okay, you talk about uh, Winona Ryder's older son or the other other boy. Another boy. Uh, I think J- Joe Keery. Well, the, the, the character's name Steve Harrington. Think... Yeah, Steve. That's mm-hmm. the name, Steve. Steve was adorable. Well, it looks like he's wearing some kind of uniform from some, I don't know, if, some uh, 80s restaurant in this, which is great. I mean, I, I'm just loving all the nostalgia that's going to be yeah. in there. Even Dustin, because Dustin has the whole hair thing down and just, you know, and the fact that, like, these kids are kind of in between the transition between, you know, middle school and high school and that whole developmental age is they're you know, trying to figure out, you know, what it means to stop being kids and grow up and that line about, you know, we don't play or deuce in our basement play games the rest of our lives. Well, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but it's 2019 and yes. Exactly <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right, right. No, there's nothing wrong with that. That's why we don't totally, like, I'm doing it. I just said earlier how I'm playing video games. So, you know. Um, so, yeah, so those are the things that I'm, I'm looking forward to for that. And um, and Miles, are you, you you watch Stranger Things, right? What are you looking forward to this season? Uh, yeah, I, I watch Stranger Things. Um, and a while ago, my brothers was asking, you know, is there something on Netflix for me and my daughter to, to, to see? I said, yeah, you got to check out Stranger Things. And they watched it, binge watched, I should say. It didn't take them long to see all two seasons. Um I'm 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 looking forward to a lot of things, but I was just looking at IMDb. Jake Busey is going to be in this. Uh, Gary Busey's son. Okay. Uh, so so I'm interested to see what what character he he's going to play. He usually plays kind of these over the top characters in in, in in the stuff he's in. So it'll be interesting to see who he he's going to be in this uh, for, for for Stranger Things. Oh, very good, very good. Love what? the music in the trailer. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, this season we have uh, Wesley from The Princess Bride in it. <gasps> do we? We do. Uh, um, so he is playing Major Larry Klein in this season. 
I saw him in oh. the trailer, which I'm like, hey, wait a minute. It's a guy from Princess Bride. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that that that's gonna be cool. So he he's in it. He's in. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's in one, two, three, four, five of the episodes, according to IMDb. So. Well, and I think this is the final season, isn't it, Miles? I, I didn't hear. I would I would suspect it is. I mean, these kids are getting like getting older. Um, Unless he have them in college. You know what I think they should do? I mean, I, I love this cast, but keep the Stranger Things going. Just just go to another city, different group of people. You know, maybe maybe the same, maybe still do it in the eighties, maybe do it in the seventies or the nineties or something, just to keep the nostalgia thing going. Just just to kind because of, I, I think they got a good thing going with the Stranger Things. Have it happen someplace else and maybe a different time. I know sometimes I like having shows that are only like a couple seasons and then just ending it because I feel like sometimes if they go on like too long and they're just kind of, I don't know, spoiled a little bit. It's like when people make movies and then make sequels of them that are very disappointed. <laughs> Matrix <laughs> 2 and 3. Uh, Sometimes you just gotta like learn to let it go and walk away. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. So I watched the first couple of episodes of the first season. I, maybe I need to give the entire thing a rewatch because I think it's something I would enjoy. I just haven't made time to. But yeah, I, 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 yeah you. I think. I mean, I, I actually started watching it because you and Em were watching it when season one came out. I was like, oh, I'll check this out, and then I got hooked. Yeah, and I didn't. So yeah, there we go. But all right, well let's uh let's move on. Um let's talk about uh, a rumor. Um and this just came out, I guess, yesterday. And it, this rumor's been a while for a while, um, but, but seems to be getting some traction, and that is that we have a Matrix 4 coming. Did I not literally just say they needed to walk away after Matrix yeah. One? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Uh, and Matrix 2 and 3 did have some redeeming values, in my opinion. I agree that, in general, they were not as strong as Matrix 1. Uh, but there were some ideas, philosophical ideas they explored that I kind of liked. But but anyways, uh, there's apparently a news report suggesting that one or both of the Wachowskis will be returning to direct the fourth installment. Um, although there are some... but. There's no discussion as far as Keanu Reeves coming back to play. Um, and I don't know. It might be hard to bring him back since he died in the third movie. But, you know, that, you know. Well, you see what it was. There's actually a Matrix within a Matrix. Right. So he's not really dead because he was yeah. in the Matrix. And then he woke up and out of the Matrix, and now he's going to wake up again in the Matrix outside the Matrix. Yeah, my head hurts. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know what? The, um, <clears throat> they did say that the uh, there's a strong possibility that this will be a semi-continuation of the uh, fourth, uh, of the uh, third movie. So I don't know. We'll see. I will see. 
Um, let me put it, let me ask you this and you, we can kind of round table this. And maybe I'm kind of guessing, I already know your answer, Chris. I'm going to ask it anyways. If they announced matrix four was coming out and, uh, the trailer looked somewhat good, would you go see matrix four in the theaters? I would probably, wait and see what other people were saying after it was done that or if my friend jamie were in town and was like i want to see it i'd look at her and be like jamie i must love you an awful lot but yes i will go and see it with you so okay but she's off in seattle working for bill melinda gates right now so i don't think it's happening anytime soon right 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 and miles how about you would you go see a fourth matrix movie um i i would probably wait to hear some feedback first it kind of lost me what what uh, christy was saying it was a you know, it, it, it kind of allude that our heroes are didn't necessarily free themselves from the matrix. They kind of free themselves from a matrix and they're even they're living in a matrix right now. And that kind of lost me after, after seeing that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not jumping up for joy for this one. Okay. All right. I am. I'm a huge matrix fan. Uh, the original, especially, but there were a lot of things, um, like the matrix within a matrix within a matrix. That's fascinating, fascinating, especially as we move more and more toward AI and artificial reality, virtual reality. Um, as we get more and more into that, it reminds me more and more of a matrix life reality. And so in a lot of ways, I view these movies as being kind of explorers of what this could be like, uh, and perhaps some things that could go wrong. Um, so I'm interested to see what would be happening. And uh, fascinating enough by the movies that if they came out, I would probably would go see it in theaters. But it might depend a little bit on casting because I was very fond of Neo, Trinity, Morpheus, and that crew. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like you know, the themes in it, I just didn't see it as, um, as it was like a good exploration of it. Well, speaking about movies that are like continuations, we had news of an up and coming, uh, Batman movie. Uh, Miles, do you want to tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, so uh, we this was announced May thirty first. Um, so Ben Affleck is done playing Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson, um, best known for his role in the, the Twilight series, uh, he, he he's been offered the role, and they haven't. They're, tentatively, they're thinking maybe in twenty twenty one we'll have a new Batman movie. But uh, so, yeah, that's where that's where the Batman franchise is going at this moment. Yeah. The film is tentatively called The Batman. Mm -hmm. And even that title is suggestive. Yeah. I mean, that that could change between now and then. Right. Right. So what do you think of this Twilight actor? What, Edward? 
Edward playing the yeah. Batman. You know, there's some people that are raging against it. I'm going to have a wait and see attitude. Uh, I, I'm not f- as familiar with his work. Um, now, I will confess, I enjoy making fun of Twilight. Yeah. I like those Twilight memes where it has this two dysfunctional couple or whatever, and it says, still a better love story than Twilight. Um, <laughs> I've, I, you, I'm sure you've seen those memes. I and uh, I even made one once. But... Um, but you know, I'm, he might be able to pull it off. Uh, well, this this is going back, of, you know, over ten years now. But um, when Heath Ledger was off for the role of the Joker, I was not sure. I, I I didn't seem to buy it at the time. But then after I saw the movie, I think, wow, he he might be the best Joker of them all after doing this. So, you know, I, I'm just going to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh... Not sure what I think of of him playing Batman. Do you have any thoughts on this, Chrissy? Well, I do want to say, like, let's separate out, you know, him from Twilight, which is going to sound weird. However, you know, Twilight itself is a poorly written story to begin with. I went to a poorly written film franchise. You know, you could have put you know, the world's best actor you've ever seen in that role. And, you know, they weren't going to make it gold. Right. So, you know, let's, let's look at him as an actor and not him as Edward. I think the main reason people are mad is because he played Edward and they probably don't want a bunch of stupid twihards coming in and quote unquote, like messing around with their France their fan base because they're going to be, you know, all the Twitter that they get to see Edward on the screen again. Right. But you, it's you, not you, like that's you, happened before. Cause I'm like looking at it right now. And, you know, since twilight, he has had multiple different roles and, you know, I really didn't hear a whole lot of Twitter about it. Right. I just like the fact so, that you call them twihards. That's great. Well, that's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> if you are twihard, you're upset about it, and I've offended you. I do apologize. No, you don't. Um, you don't really mean that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your feelings are hurt. Maybe. <laughs> um, you know. So, like, I, I do because I mean, he played what was that person in Harry Potter, and people seem to think that he was good then. Right. Oh yeah, he did play someone in Harry Potter, didn't he? Yeah. So. So yeah, take that. Yeah. So. I I don't think that he's a bad actor, and he certainly has that facial structure that would look good under a bat mask. So he can play dark and moody. He can, he can play dark and moody. He can certainly play dark and moody. We know that he did a good job of playing dark and moody before. He can do a good job playing dark and moody again. And, you know, this time he won't look anemic and like he's one step away from needing a hospital. <laughs> you know, it's in the sun. Right, right. 
I mean, he's not going to be like wearing glitter. So there's there's already a lot of pluses here. Right, right. So I I'm certainly willing to give him a chance because I don't think that he himself is a bad actor. I think people are just upset that the main lead from a franchise that they hate is playing in a franchise that they love. And people really, you know, as fans need to separate out the actors from the writing of the franchise. You know, if you really, really hate a character, that's no reason to really go after an actor as a person. Right. You know, people really hate, hated Jar Jar Binks and the amount of hate and bullying and just basically being terrible human beings to the actor for quote unquote ruining Star Wars is really uncalled for. Right. So I, I really feel like let's just give him a chance. And then if he ruins Batman, then you can attack him and say that he's a terrible actor. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. But let him but not, give him the chance. Not a chance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you gotta you gotta give me more reason than he was in Twilight to say he shouldn't be Batman. Yeah, well, very good. That's my feeling. No, I no, I hear you. Well, so let me ask you guys this. In your opinion, up to this point, not including Robert, uh, who, in your opinion, was the worst Batman? Um, probably, probably George Clooney. Uh, George not that Clooney. not that he's a bad actor. He, I just don't think he was right for the role. Mm. And well, and also that it was the the script sucked. Right, too. so it may so. not have been all Clooney because we know Clooney yeah. can act. Yeah, that, that's true. It's, I, I just I'm just not sure. But that role didn't carry. Yeah. How about you, Chrissy? What uh, what uh, who's your least favorite Batman? Mm. I don't really have a least favorite Batman. Like when it comes to like Batman the franchise, I will like rattle off the Joker ones that I really like but the Batman I don't know like I wasn't as into keeping track of who was playing him because I mean I think for me for me it's Val Kilmer okay yeah I didn't like I didn't like Val Kilmer's uh Batman but all right well let's move on uh so recently uh in the past couple of weeks Solo 2 was trending again um uh as fans kind of pushed a year after Solo's release date, seemed to be pushing for Lucasfilm to make Solo a Star Wars 2 number two. Star Wars story number two. I don't know what I said there. Um, uh, so, and it's a campaign that seems to be lost in social media. It's gotten some response from Ron Howard, who directed Solo, a Star Wars story. And um, yeah. Um, so basically here, here, here's the story. Um, uh, it did law, it did lose money. Um, it was the first star Wars movie to lose money. Um, and it grossed 392 million, but the budget, but a budget that exceeded 250 million. So somehow there's a loss in there. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Um, but there's been this campaign to kind of uh, push it forward, and um, I don't know. Do you, what do you think about this idea of a uh, 
of a solo two movie. I don't, I did enjoy the first one. It's not my favorite, but it was still enjoyable. And so I would, if, if, if there was a solo two movie coming out in movie theaters, I'd have no problem plunking down 15 bucks. Go see it. I think I would definitely go see it too. Um, Chrissy, how about you? Where do you, where, where are you, where are you coming out on solo two here? I mean, solo one certainly wasn't my favorite star Wars movie. It certainly doesn't rank up there as like my, you know, the ones that I really, really don't like. It was, it was all right. Um, I, I really think that the main reason why Solo didn't do well was more because it was a backlash against Last Jedi. It had, I really do feel like all the hate and betrayal that it got was primarily mostly that. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, I didn't feel like mo- most of my issues with the Han Solo two movie had to do with plot rather than acting, or, or you know, I felt like the character development was a little bit off just because they have they're having this really weird story arc with Solo. I mean, you know, I felt I kind of I, I agree with what you're saying, Chrissy, because I think that there was some development that there was some stuff like the time in solos time in the Imperial Academy was just way underdeveloped. And I was just looking for more from that. Um, and I think well, there was, yeah. I think there was more, I think there was more in the, on the cutting room floor that wasn't included. There's deleted the scene. Yeah. And, and so I felt like some of that stuff would have fleshed it out. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like you had this, you know, you have this guy who, you know, he grows up on the streets, and but he's still kind of like a good guy. How do you get him to the smuggler that we know and love when we first meet him, you know, in the cantina? And how do you get him to that point? And there was just, I don't know, there was like a lot to be desired for his character development. And I really felt like it could have been, like, really, really made him a lot more of a three-dimensional character that really could have informed the later well i say it later in the timeline movies but right. the earlier movies well maybe you know? uh maybe giving him a second movie would allow him to be fleshed out a bit more no, i mean they, they could address some of that yeah they could they could definitely bring in some of that backstory a little bit more um well talking about a movie that definitely if Solo didn't do well, this movie is definitely not doing well, and that is Dark Phoenix. Holy <laughs> Hannah. Dark, Dark, Dark Phoenix had this biggest second-week drop of any superhero movie. That is not a record you want to have. No, definitely so, not. So, uh, so I'm just going to read a little bit of the article here, and then we can talk about it. Dark Phoenix problems are now the stuff of legend. It had the worst opening of the X-Men franchise by a lot, and it stands to lose around $100 million. Um, Simon Kinberg is taking responsibility for the flop. Dark Phoenix had just the lowest second-week drop of any superhero movie. It earned $14 million its opening day last Friday, and 2.3 million on its second Friday. 
That's a drop of 83%. Reliving DC's Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and it's 81% drop. So it was worse than Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. So it was actually something. So Batman versus Superman is not the worst anymore. Um, but it is, uh, they are saying this is absolutely a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> so, um, and apparently uh, losing tons of money. And the director, if I'm correct, is taking uh, full responsibility for this. You know, I thought they had a great trailer. I guess we saw all the good stuff in the trailer. Well, I know the trailer looked kind of good. I was, you heard me. I was excited for it. I was like, yes, I love the story of Dark Phoenix. You know, I texted my sister and I was like, hey, beginning of June, let's go to this thing. I'm excited. We'll do our sister date. And then, you know, M came back and was like, whoa, ooh, that is a terrible movie. Don't go see it. And everybody else seemed to be saying that too. Yeah, I, I don't think I've heard one good review so, of it. So all that they are saying is that they that the Dark Phoenix saga was played with production problems, rewrites, and reshoots. Um, the director is kind of standing behind it, and some fans are defending it, saying that it, they liked it better than Apocalypse. Um, but I don't know. That's too bad. I mean, I, I I like this whole kind of rebooted X Men first class series. The the first what was that? First one, um, first class. I thought was excellent. The second one, Days of Future Past. I thought was I, I, the, the the past X Men movies. Uh, first class, Days of Future Past. I, I thought they were both very good. Apocalypse was good. Not not as good as the other two, but it was still good. Um, so th- this one seems to be what, what they're saying is worse. Well, you know, this and Men in Black International also is tanked. Like people just aren't going to see it. They're considering him flops. Oh, really? So that was that was another one. I was like, oh look, Chris Pine. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I I will say Men in Black International. Like it just. It didn't really grab me to go see it. I was like, I saw the trailer and I was just like, why? If I if I want to get nostalgic about Men in Black, I'll go watch Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I don't know, um, but yeah, Dark Phoenix did not do uh, did not do well. So. So I'm I don't know at- if, you, if you if you if you if you listeners have watched Dark Phoenix and you've liked it, please uh, convince us. Convince us. You know, that- I, I may see it. You know, when it comes out on either streaming or a red box, I'd like to see how they wrap things up. I'm a completionist, so right. And I want to see if there's one more. One thing I loved about the last two X Men movies, uh, the character plays Quicksilver. Uh, he has a scene where they play a song where he, he he's in action where he's running around doing stuff. Um, the 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 first one he did was Time in a Bottle, where he, he basically he's, he's he's a speedster and he's doing his thing. And the last film, they play the song Sweet Dreams by Eurythmics, and he basically saved everybody out of um, the school because um, oh yeah, one of the characters uh, blows up 
and there, 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 there's a YouTube video says one of the you know best scenes in a movie or something like that. So right. I wonder if they'll do do something like that in this movie with him. I know that was that was it was that was a fun scene. That was the only scene I watched. But you know he's there, stops for a bite to eat, and keeps running and saving people. It's quite it, it's kind of fun. fun it is uh, little scene. It, yeah, and so may, may, maybe that they'll have a scene in, in in this one that might redeem it a little. Do you think that when Marvel gets a hold of it, uh, Disney, excuse me, gets a hold of it, do you think that they're going to uh, redeem the franchise? If they, if X Men, yes, I think Disney, for the most part, D- D- Disney slash Marvel know how to make good live action movies. Um, they've they've. They've done a perfect job so far. I, I think they redeemed Spider-Man. I think they redeemed Hulk. I mean, they, they, they didn't do origin stories with them because it's legal agreements, but the stories they did tell with them were fantastic and much, much more enjoyable than the other iterations. Right. Well, honestly, if we as audience had to sit through one more flipping Spider-Man origin story, I think we were all going to collectively like flip a table. Yeah. Like I am so over that. Right. Because how many times? I, I, I was happy when they didn't do it. I was like, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." Yeah, <laughs> and I am I am looking forward to uh, Far From Home this summer. That's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. me too. So, like, Fortune Story has been there, done that. Yeah. I want to see something different. Right. Um, as far as my opinion on like whether or not they can do X Men, I mean, Marvel, I have. Gives me a lot of hope. Disney, on the other hand, uh, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of faith with Disney these days. I don't know. I mean, I still like their theme park. Do not get me wrong. They have some sweet roller coasters. But, you know, right now, modern Disney really don't like. I don't like what they, I don't like what they did with Star Wars. I don't like their constant remaking movies of my childhood like <laughs> knock it off Lion King. will smith as, oh my gosh will smith as a genie what are you doing robin williams people, with a national pe- treasure pe- people said that he did a good job as a genie though people who've seen that film i'm sure he did but <laughs> there's just some things you don't touch robin williams is perfection <laughs> that right, part right. was written for him yeah specifically yeah, I guess you know, I don't know. I I think that Disney has done a good job. I heard I saw a recent transcript of what Lucas was praying to do with the sequel trilogy, and I think that Disney has definitely done something better. <laughs> so, okay, well, doing something better than bad doesn't make it good. <laughs> well, and that is true. I I, I can see it. I I can see to that. That's true. <laughs> I mean, a D is better than an F, as you know, but a D is still not good. It's not an A, right? Right. Got exactly. It. And I want an A. You want an A. You want the Fonz in it. A. <laughs> the Fonz is the Jedi. That's right. <laughs> the Jedi Fonz. You heard it here in the Sci-Fi Diner. We're petitioning for the Fonz to be the next Jedi. No, no, no. He could. No, let's make a Sith Lord. <laughs> Sith Lord. Yeah, I can see him as a Sith Lord played yes. by the Fonz. Him and him and Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henry Winkler's still alive. Yeah, he could do it. He could do it. He, he could. Mm-hmm. But 
All right. Well, is there any other news that we should be touching on before we wrap up the show? Um, no, I think we, we, we got it. Good, good. Well, we're excited to see what happens. Shore leave is coming down the pike. That is exciting. That is happening uh, July 12th, 13th, and 14th. And so you heard some yeah. of the interviews of people that are going to be there, Aaron Ashmore and Ethan Peck. And we might have a few more that come down the pike before Shore Leave hits. But if you want to meet these fine people, make sure you make your way to Shore Leave coming up in just a few short weeks. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. Well, I think that is about it. Oh, one more thing I guess we should talk about. It looks like our next sort of rewinds and reviews are going to be pilots. Is that right? Yeah, we've kind of been going back and forth about looking at maybe some older sci-fi shows from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and maybe look at the pilot and, uh, you know, just ex- just just uh, review it and examine it. Well, you know, and we don't even have to do, like, older ones. It could even be, like, shows that are still on that have been running for a while and say, you know, looking at the pilot, did we think the show was going to do what it was doing? You know, I would be open to rev- looking at uh, – you know, the reimagined Battlestar Galactica pilot. Or, yeah, or even like uh, like Supernatural, which is still on the air in its 15th season. You know, would you look at the pilot. What did you think about it, ba- you know, based on just the pilot? How did the show come out? I like this idea, doing kind of a pilot show. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Chrissy, thoughts on that? I would like to. And then, who knows, maybe I'll watch a pilot of, some, of a show I didn't get into when I was younger or missed because I didn't have cable. They're like... I should watch this show. Right, and kind right. of like how, for whatever reason, I just didn't watch Babylon 5, and now I'm all about it. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Awesome. Well, uh, so keep an eye on our Facebook page, and we'll, uh, we might be doing this in just two short weeks. We do have to decide in a pilot, though, before we do that. So Yes. So maybe in the Facebook chat, we can at least... Uh, Put that out there and talk about it. So, Or people can make suggestions. They can make. Oh, yeah. If you want us to do a pilot, we would love to hear that. Maybe we should put it up not just in our chat, but to throw it up actually on Facebook and see what people say. Yeah, maybe do a poll. Yeah. It's my vote. Yeah. Let's do yep. a poll. Do you want to – do you want to – does anyone here want to create the poll? I, 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 I can create the poll. That's okay, fine. Okay, yeah. So make sure sliders gets on the first poll. I would love, you know what? I, I, I keep pining for a sliders reboot. So, yeah, so maybe a slider, we can do the sliders. That certainly has dated itself, but we can put slider and maybe we can put like, if you want others suggested in the comments below. So okay. yeah. Yeah. So put that little note in there and at least, you know, four or five pilots and then maybe put an other category. And I don't know how many you can create in a poll, but. We can give it away. All right. Well, hey, let's wrap up the show, and we'll be talking about that more online. So I believe that's about it. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Tips on the table. If you've enjoyed the conversation, the owners of this establishment would love to hear from you. Send your comments and feedback to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner.
This song, Photosynthesis, was created by Cool Cat, whose music can be found on YouTube. For more information on his music, please contact the Sci-Fi Diner podcast.